Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Now, on to Broncos versus Manly. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Uh, mate, the Broncos, probably the best performance I personally can remember since Bennett left. I think that's fair. They yeah. absolutely dominated them. It looked like Broncos were the premiership threat and Manly were the struggling club that had not you know, had been close to the spoon and won the spoon the last couple of years. Obviously, that isn't a reality situation. But to see a Manly forward pack get absolutely dominated by a young team like that, I think that Desi will have be fuming in the Manly, like when it comes to the meeting in that. Um, but we'll talk about Broncos first. Uh, Gurino, what do you think about the Broncos? Yeah, very impressive. Obviously, Adam Reynolds, uh, that's one of the best individual performances of the season Mate, for me, I think. That I, was... I said that it's the best seven performance we've seen, or at least one of, since Kevy Walters was the premiership winner in 2000. Now, Benny Hunt probably had some performances like it. Well, not probably, did. Mm. But I would say Adam Reynolds, that, that performance by Adam Reynolds was at least equal to any of Benny Hunt's best games when we went on that premiership run, in my I opinion. So. Yeah, and like that, that chip over the top he did, like, that was so perfect that if it was anyone else, you'd almost say, oh, he's, he's mishit it. He's miskit, Absolutely. Absolutely, like, yeah. It was like he kicked a balloon and it just, yep. it just, it was so... Well, what he did was he chopped the bottom of the ball yep. so it spins a lot and it doesn't have much length, but it kind of goes up high. Like it was... Which sounds perfect. easy when you say oh. it, but to do it at pace with bodies around you, to do it without bodies around you is Crazy. Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very impressive. And I, I just love the confidence that he's put in Selwyn Cobber. Yeah, I, I honestly, at the end of round two, round three, I thought, fuck, he has played so poorly and people are talking about him so much that mm. this could really derail him Absolutely. for quite some time. Well, we, we said, we said maybe yeah. reserve grade just to get him out of the spotlight because he is a 10-year player for us. Yeah, and fuck, the turnaround has just been incredible. Once again, we come back to it. They just beat Manly 38-0 and Staggs didn't really have many... Touches of the yeah. ball, which is not a negative on Stags, but I remember saying at the start of the year to you, they're not going to win games of football unless Stags has twenty touches of the ball. Yep. And on top of that, Hass 
to his standards, had a relatively quiet game to his standards, like you know anyone yeah. else. Might and you know you like in a weird way, you almost want him to have quieter games so that the rest of the blokes are going with him. Yeah, I think I heard Adam Reynolds talking on Matty Johns last night, saying that he's he's always in Haas's ear, saying to him. Need to let some of this load go. You mm. need to let the other guys we've got here are good footballers. You've got to let them take mm. a little bit on. But as Reynolds said, Haas has just been in this mindset for the last two years. If it's not yep. me, it's not fucking it's happening. Not anyone. Which has been true. Mm. Um, on top of that, just with the Reynolds comment, it's also like the work Payne Haas does, like incredible. He, you know, no one sings his praises high enough. But sometimes as a half or as a team, you don't need that big crazy run you may make 20 meters but you've just taken us off where we need to be getting to on the field and the key to Reynolds brilliance is he's getting to certain positions on the field for a reason like he's getting it to create space somewhere else and as soon as you deviate from that the whole set's fucking imploded and it's turned from a set where we're setting everything up to score tries to all right this is just a meter set you know anyway sorry yeah no and like there's a number of plays in the competition that are like that Mm. I I think for Parramatta, Nathan Brown's improved his game a lot because of that. He used to be the same. He'd bounce off three, he'd offload, and all of a sudden your set would just be in complete disarray. Uh, but, yeah, Brisbane, I I thought they were incredibly impressive in this one. Um, yeah, I, I thought they'd hang in the contest. But to go 13-plus, let alone almost 40, it's unbelievable. It should have been 40. Like, it, I, Yeah. Maybe I, I'm super, super – or I am definitely biased because Bronco my team – but I actually thought some of the calls that Manly got early in that game to keep him in the game were outrageous. Outrageous. Like, anyway, sorry. But, yeah, no, I'm very impressed with Brisbane there. They're just getting better every week. And yep. I still don't think they've solved a couple of issues in this team. I, I agree. Tomorrow, Martin's uh, got an injury. So, going to see some changes there. We're hearing that Selwyn will play fullback, whether he does or not. We'll see. But, um, mate, considering you haven't worked out your spine yet, so exciting, bro. Makes me so you, you, fucking You're built happy. around a halfback who didn't really have a preseason and mm. has only just arrived. Mate. It just makes it's me incredible. so proud and happy for those boys because I want them to experience... Like, obviously, I'm not a 300-game player. I'm just a fucking shit kicker that played fucking 40 games. But I just want them to experience what it really f- should feel like to be a Bronco. And they're starting to feel that. They're starting to feel like, oh, we're the motherfuckers. Like, we, like you look at that forward pack... And you're starting to see them realise, go, oh, no, we're the motherfuckers. People come to Suncorp and fear us, whether it's the fucking storm or whether it's the roosters. We're the ones that you fear, not the other way around. We're not the little youngsters anymore. We are the guys that, you know, like players whisper about and say, oh, I wish I was at the Broncos and fuck, we're this mysterious, like, there's this this aura about the Broncos. And you're starting to see it with that forward pack. What did you think of the game, Timmy? Yeah, mate, terrific watch. Um, obviously, for all the Brizzy fans out there, I reckon the morning after the game, NRL headquarters, they've gone to the terminology book, gone to Def Touch, and just whacked a QR code in there straight to that chip chase. Yeah, it was. There's just moments in rugby league that they, they might not be off it uh, as obvious or like um, exciting as you know you might like at times, but that you just makes your hair stand on end. Yeah. At the sheer class and like difficulty rating of plays like that, mm. um, and Brisbane themselves, I just I remember looking at them the last sort of two months when they've been at, <clears throat> at their deepest, lowest of lows, and just haven't been the club that we've come to know and love. Some of us know and love. Um, <laughs> one thing that stood out for me is just when I was watching during those periods, just like the lack of willingness to play with each other, and you know they become out of their own end, and there'd be a bloke trucking it up by himself and there'd be no options either side of the road. It was just awful. Now, 
you look at them, they've got two blokes going up and a pair on the left, two blokes going up on the right. There's a bit of shape with the halves out the back of them. And all of a sudden, they just like this foot, look like this footy side who want to be out there. And as you said, they want to win for each other. Mm. Uh, and it's refreshing in there. Bloody good to see. Absolutely. What do you got there, mate? I just want to say, um, you said the Ben Hunt, Adam Reynolds thing before. When I think Ben Hunt, Broncos performances, the best one I can think of is the prelim in 2015, which unfortunately was overshadowed by the grand final. But I'll just read you. I know stats don't tell the story. Mm. But I'll just read the life of like stats. Ben Hunt in that game, one try, two try assists, 18 tackles, kicked him to death, 472 kicking metres. Adam Reynolds, pretty much identical. One mm. try, two try assists, 14 tackles, kicked him to death, 438 kicking metres. Yeah. So we're getting, we're getting that level again, that you know, prime Benny Hunt or you know, not Kevy Walters level, but what I'm, when I say the best since Kevy Walters, what I'm saying is there's like... Since then, I'm not saying it's as good or better than Kevin Walters. The bloke fucking won a thousand premierships, uh, but I because you have to remember through dom, through a dominant period early 2000s, that was lucky. Mm. You know, it wasn't a seven that was doing. Mm. You know, obviously seven was playing really well, but we won the premiership in 2000, and then we didn't win a premiership 2006. The 2006 was obviously Darren Lockie. He, his partner was Shane Perry. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we actually haven't been blessed with another seven because Lockie has consumed that role so much and. You know, you know, you could argue if they had to choose between Benny Hunt and Milford, maybe they probably should have kept Benny Hunt. In saying that, Milf did have some really good years after uh, Benny Hunt left. Uh, but the beautiful thing is, is like Reynolds is playing as good as prime Benny Hunt. And prime Benny Hunt, what did he do? He got us to a fucking grand final. Yep. So if we can just find, you know, some a six and a nine or whatever. Um, yeah. For the rest of the team, uh, I just want to give Corey Jensen a massive yeah. rap. <laughs> Mate. Like, Corey Jensen physically, you know, he, what was that, the Cowboys, you know, got to start here or there, comes to the Broncos as, as a, almost a fringe signing. He's forced his way into a starting eight role. And let me read you his stats. He played, and I know you messaged me as well, you're impressed with him. He played 36 minutes. He ran for 190 metres, 74 post contact, two tackle breaks, 18 tackles, zero misses. 36 minutes. Now, to put that in perspective, Payne has 56 minutes, 178 metres, 74 post contact, 24 tackles, zero misses, and an offload. So um, for Jensen to be putting up similar-ish numbers to Haas, now he'll never be able to do the 200 metres, 40 tackles, zero misses like Haas does. I don't think any player could do that other than Haas. But when you're getting that kind of balance out of your front rowers, it's a scary, scary thing. And Jensen, he's just been outstanding. Such a... Any club that is like fighting their way out of the bottom of the table, these are the kind of buyers you need to make that shore up your team that, you know, they may not set the world alight, but they're fucking doing their job really well. The Bellamy specials. Yeah. Bellamy special. I, um, I, I, I text you about him and I had a mate sitting next to me who knows his footy. Yep. And I said, these are Payne Haas' stats. These are player X's stats. Guess who it is? He didn't. And as I said, he knows footy. I said Corey Jensen. He goes, I didn't know Corey Jensen was in the team. Yeah. And Most people Corey don't. Jensen sat in between us on the lounge. Wouldn't even I know. wouldn't know who Corey Jensen was. <laughs> Mate, and that's no disrespect to Corey at all. But uh, it's a compliment to where he's yeah. come from. He's, he's how incredible. Quickly he's, yep. um, you know, and I, I just think, like, think of the rotation we have now. Flegler coming off the bench. Palacia, who, who's been a little bit quiet since he hurt his eye. But, like... Then you've got Hetherington, who just fucking goes all day. Like, it is truly growing in to a really, really good forward pack. Um, you know, Jordan Ricky, I think he – although he had that drop ball off the kickoff, which 
you know, sucks. Outside of that, I think he's really starting to improve. He has less errors, less drop balls. He's starting to, to really round his game out, which is good. Um, and when everyone else in that forward pack is playing the level they are, you can afford to have a little wild card in Ricky. Yeah. Because you know he's got the upside of that offload Absolutely. down that edge. Um, Herbie Farmworth continues to f- – like, fuck, I rate – I just – I just appreciate him so much. You know, he gets through so much shit work, and every week he's a 150-metre-plus player, um, solid in defence. So, look, the crazy thing is, is we still don't have essentially a specialist fullback like Tomato Martin, although he's been solid. Um, you know, probably had a pretty quiet game on the weekend. He's uh, definitely not a specialist fullback. He's not a specialist yeah. fullback. You know, Tyson Gamble, love his attitude, love the energy he brings. But, you know, we probably could recruit... A, a higher tier uh, six, you know. In saying that, players improve all the time, mm. and he is improving each week. I think the first week he came in wasn't great. I think he's really starting to understand his role with Reynolds, and it's basically like, yes sir, no sir, wherever you want me, sir, I'm just going to be there. You, you give me the ball, I'll run as hard as I fucking can, and I'll tackle as hard as I can. And you know what? If he if he continues growing on this trajectory, maybe we don't need to go in the market. You know, mm. like I do think you know. It would be good to pair Reynolds with a fucking a game breaker, but who knows? Maybe Reynolds has the game break in him. And I thought last night when I heard Reynolds talking on the Matty Johnson, they sort of said, "Oh, how's Tyson going? He's a loose cannon." And he sort of went, "Yeah." He, he sort of just said, "Like, yeah, he is, but I know who he is, and I know how I have to work with him." <laughs> yeah, like it, like Adam was, you know, essentially saying, "Like, I'm not playing." I'm not playing the way that I want to play with the 5-8 I want. I'm playing the way with the 5-8 I've got. Yeah. And he's yeah. making it work. Yeah. And, the last, and it's working. The last years with the Bunnies, he didn't have to be a game-breaker. And we, he maybe he's become the game-breaker that we didn't think we had him. he had it in him because he had Cody Walker there. He had the Troy Mitchell there. A yeah. bunch of stars around. He was like, he could literally just run the show, get him around the park. Sweet, they do the damage. Now, as great as the Broncos are going, with no disrespect to any of these blokes, it's a spine of Tamari Martin... Just had his first few games back in years. Yep. Um, said Tyson Gamble, Billy Walters, who's give or take a hooker half, whatever, chopping and changing with mm-hmm. other hookers. Reynolds is the bloke who has to stand out there and be the key creator as opposed to only getting around the park. Mm. And it's just been sublime, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, man. And I, I think for, for Reynolds' legacy, if he continues this, it changes everything. Mm. It changes yep. everything. Because a year ago, Reynolds was... He's a great structured half, you know. Yeah, he's not your million-dollar man, but he's a great structured half. He's going to kick you in the corners. He's going to set everything up. Um, he's going to do everything you need to, to, to get you around the park, but he's not a marquee big dog signing. Whereas if he continues this trajectory, and let's say the Broncos next year, top four, top six even, you all of a sudden go, you know what? Reynolds is so much more than a structured half. So much more than a structured half. And it's almost getting out of the shadow of the Rabbitohs has helped him become who maybe he always was or, or, or whatever. So, mate, he's just been absolutely incredible. He now sits, I think, equal third on the Dallium. Well, if you oh. were picking off form and form alone, he'd be your Blues 7, I think. Off form alone this year. This, at least this month. At least this month. For sh- yeah, for sure. Form alone this month. I, I agree with you. Form alone this month, but, you know, obviously. Oh, obviously, you're yeah, going to be clear, but if yeah. you're going on form and form alone. Yeah, if, if you had X player and, and Y player, you didn't know what their names were, yep. and you just looked at the last four weeks, you would probably have Reynolds as the best seven in the cup. Reynolds or Moses? I was going to just about to say Moses. It's funny how the Blues are pretty blessed with three. Super blessed. Like, in form, top yep. tier halfbacks yep. right now. Um, in saying that, you know, we have to remember Cleary did just come back from a major surgery. And mm. 
And and to be really clear, Cleary still played some really good footy. We're just looking at some crazy um, form for career best form for Reynolds. Yep. He's third on the Dally M, equal third, I'm pretty sure. Could you just check that for us? He's equal third. Imagine <laughs> I know ad nauseum, I apologize, Rabbitohs fans, <laughs> but like imagine sitting there as recruitment going, fuck, we we let go of, we wouldn't give a guy that's currently third on the Dally M's an extra year. He's not third, he's sitting at like about seventh because but he's equal, got, but yeah. he's equal on points though. So Yo seventeen, perhaps Moses fifteen, Hunt fourteen, DC thirteen, Heinz thirteen, then Reynolds eleven. Eleven. So he's fifth, equal fifth. He missed the first three weeks, two weeks, well, didn't he? So he's equal fifth then. No, he's one, two, three, four. Well, it's seventh because you have to count. Like you, one, it's seventh. Two, three, four. Well, they're all equal on points. Though I'm talking about just the points. So number one on points is seventeen. Number two, number two position points is fifteen. Number three position points is 14. Number four position points is 13. And number... Well, yeah, whatever way you look at it. Yeah, like, so he's yeah. fifth on points. That's fifth what I mean, fifth on, on points. points. Yeah, sure. Because they're not all going to get three next week. Yeah, I'm just saying you wouldn't call Hunt equal third. That's, that's what I mean. Anyway, whatever. He's on 11 points. Mm. He's playing well. Yeah. Cheers, Matty. Cheers for, <laughs> cheers for grinding the show to a, a painful halt. Over a nonsense technicality that actually doesn't make sense. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So he's he's sitting he's sitting in the the leaderboard for the Dally M. Sitting at the leaderboard. Fuck, honestly. And he's equal fifth on points. Um, and to think that you wouldn't give him an extra year, you know, to think you wouldn't give him an extra year, it's just it's. I don't think Maddie would either. Just quietly. yeah, just quietly. That's why you know what. That's why his butt hurt. That's why. That's why he's trying to get me back because yeah. he's a Rabbitohs fan. Real, real sour point. Yeah. yeah, just technically, <laughs> technically, because there are other people that are equal on points. Um, and look, to be honest though, like if he, how many he'd missed the first what two, three weeks? Two weeks, I think. Two weeks. Yeah. So fuck, he'd be close. Like yeah. you'd have to say he'd get at least you know a couple points over those. Well, weeks. They won the first week too. So just first yeah. week. Sorry. Um, yeah, missed the first week first against week the Bunnies. Yeah. yeah. Then he played the Panthers. The third Dogs, week? Cow, uh, pan- Roosters and Panthers were five and six. Five and six. So, like, fuck. And did we we be- played the Cowboys in there too. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, we Cowboys. had a, pr- a fair, a fair like, draw to start with. So, yeah, great stuff for the Broncos. Great stuff for the Broncos. Um, mate, it's just, fuck, the world's your oyster. we just got to keep this up. Uh, on to the, <clears> the Seagulls. Mate, I, I just thought this was a real case of their forward pack. They just didn't seem to have that energy. Yeah. Like, they, they weren't anywhere near that energy. And I wonder, like... Were they overtrained? Were they like why were they so fatigued? It seemed there was a moment where Dylan Walker and Marty Tapau walked on the field at the same time, and I sort of thought, ah, oh, okay, this might start to turn a little bit here yeah. or even up. You could argue it got worse. Mm. Yeah, like Broncos had two over two thousand running meters. Manly had a, a 1,200, 800 less running meters. The uh, the Broncos averaged twelve more meters per set. That's essentially like playing seven tackles on six. Well, Ma- Marty DePauw had the most metres for Manly. Off, that was off the bench, 92. Olaquatu, 88. From there, the rest of the pack was 63 metres or below. Fuck. Yeah. And, and coming with that, five Broncos forwards went over 100 metres. Yeah. But on yeah. top of that, too, Turbo was the only Manly player without a missed tackle, and he was fullback. Yeah, wow. 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 You don't see that very often. Like, the other 16 players had a missed tackle. Yeah. Well, I was looking at... Um, Knights and there was like they literally missed I think their their starting side missed like four tackles all up or some Ooh, shit like that yeah. five tackles all up 
Um, are we concerned for Manly at all? Yeah, well, mate, you know, I, I think in the first 10 weeks or nine weeks or whatever, there was three or four weeks where I had stats that said Manly are really struggling, but mm. we said Turbo's going to be back. You know, we said last week that Turbo didn't look 100%. Fuck, they can tell you he got corked all they want. He's not there. Mm. He's not. I reckon he looks so far off his best fitness. He he just looks like he's in pain moving around to me. Do you think that it, the Manly... Because like Tommy would want to play through everything. Yep. You know, He'd be desperate to play because he would hate the tag of being injury-prone, rah-rah. And he's proven last year that he can get through a whole year of footy. Do you think Manly need to be like, mate, just take a couple of weeks off? It's a long season. It, you, you do the team more service by being 100% and rolling into the year than, than uh, maybe prolonging the injury. I'm not sure if, if you're limping around. What do you reckon, Timmy? Again, like without knowing the medical side of things, they have to give him a spell, don't they? Just get him right. Like They're a good enough team that they can scrape into that, um, even if not top four, which is obviously the major goal, into that fifth to eighth spot, play finals footy. <clears throat> if they get back to what they were doing last year and they get a fully fit Tommy Turbo playing anything close to last year, they're a team capable of winning it from outside the top four. Mm. So just focus on that. And, and as I said, I don't know. I know Desi came out. After the game said Tommy didn't have any new injuries, it was just the same, whatever carry he's been carrying, it was the knee niggle. Um, just spell him, get him right. You know, he's got a busy origin period coming up as well. Um, just look after him. Have faith in your side to make the top eight, mm. um, even if it means giving Tommy a month off or whatever. Because, uh, put it this way, if he keeps playing with this and it doesn't come good or he gets injured again, they can't win the comp and they probably won't make finals footy. Well, so. that's the other thing. Like, I, I think it's manly. You can't ask him to sit out origin. No, you don't so you've got to like you've probably got to take care of him over the next few weeks. They play Parramatta next week. They're ninth at the moment. Like as much as we say, oh, they're a good enough team to be in the eight, are they? Yeah, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about. Well, them. we have to remember that, like you know, they they have form runs sometimes. You know, they were they were on the up last year, but they have started the year poorly two years in a row. So it's not like they don't have it in them. I do think they're an eight side. I will say though, what surprises me is. A lot of in, like not a lot of some soft tissue injuries come because your body is out of balance. So I'm just surprised that Manly now maybe they not maybe they probably are telling the truth. Maybe he was corked and that's the, the whole reason. But let's say he isn't and, and he isn't 100. percent The th- problem is is maybe Tommy is saying to them, "I'm sweet, I'm sweet, I'm mm-hmm. sweet," because he's so keen to get back on. But the the increased likelihood of some other soft tissue happening whilst he's limping and stuff. That would scare the shit out of me if I'm manly. I'd be like, I don't want... Like, what if it's not his knee that... Let's say his knee does heal fine, but in the last week of his knee, just about to heal to 100%, you know, he does his calf or his hammy or his hip flexor. You'd be going, shit, like, we, did, was that us? Did we increase the likelihood by allowing him to play? Um, I have a question based off that. Would you... It, did the similar thing happen with Pappenhausen the other well, way? Well, you don't, you don't know. Like, you don't know for sure, but... You could argue that because his body is unbalanced, he's putting more stress on other areas of his body. So, like, if my left knee is a little bit weak, and that's injuries are usually pain and weakness. That's the usually, and, and obviously, Dior. Best, you know what? The best page to follow is the NRL physio. He'll give you a crazy breakdown of everything. But from my understanding, for being an athlete, essentially for fucking I don't know, twenty eight years or twenty years or whatever, it, injuries are weakness and pain, and so. If, if your injury knee is weak on one side, you have to f- make up for it somewhere. Like you have to find that strength to run normally somewhere. And so you, you put more stress on your other muscles to, to balance yourself out. Um, and with Pappenhusen, the argument could be made because he did his knee, 
that he was stressing more hard, like putting more um, tension on his right hamstring, and eventually it just fatigued and boom, just went. So I, it's risky. It's risky. So I don't know. I, I, I personally believe Manly's coaching staff probably are saying to Tommy like, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like with a, a physio-player relationship, the physio could only go off what he's being told. Now, he can do some tests and... Feel like you can't really feel weakness in a joint. You can to a degree. Like I want you to do bridges with your hamstrings, and if you can't get through ten, obviously there's an issue. But there are stages of like with physios is where they can only go off what they're being told. If Tommy keeps saying to them, "Sweet, I'm sweet, I'm sweet," like what can you do? You yeah. can't go. You're not sweet. Um, so it's a really hard situation. It's a double-edged sword because the reason why Tom Travoyage is so great is because he's competitive as fuck. Like competitive as. But sometimes, um, I don't know, I think maybe the club could step in and say, you know, mate, mate just, just give us a week. Just take a week off, relax, let's reassess next week and then just take a week-by-week week basis. As soon as we can see you running cleanly, we'll get you back in. But it's really hard to comment on because we just don't know. Mm. We don't know what the inner workings are. Maybe he has told the physio, yeah, it's a little bit sore, but the physio is uh, – far more knowledgeable than us and some injuries are purely pain so like for example rib cartilage you're not really usually going to make your rib cartilage worse it's just how can you can you deal with the pain if it's so much where you're constantly wincing then obviously you're going to be weaker than usual and so maybe tom tom's injury is more a case of uh it's never going to get worse or if it does it's just a freak accident that could have happened anyway Mm -hmm. and they're going look if you can play through the pain then play it's really frustrating isn't it because The NRL is historically so poor at uh, this transparency between particularly injuries yeah. uh, between players and fans. And on one side, you say, you know, they're a club. They don't have to tell everything. They've got a competition and all that sort of stuff. But on the flip side, it's like, well, fans feel the game. They have a right to a lot of this information, maybe not everything. So it's so hard to really know what's going on with injured players and how bad they are or how close they are to being 100%. Whereas I know American sports do such a better job of it and conveying what's going mm. on at clubs and players and injuries. So whether that ever changes, and I digress a little bit, but it, it's a little bit frustrating. Yeah, I, I can, Tommy. Yeah, I can I totally understand from a fan's perspective. From a club's perspective, it's more along the lines of like any advantage we can get with keeping that information from other teams. Mm. So like, for example, let's say... <coughs> Let's say Tommy isn't back for two weeks, but what we do is we chuck him on the bench like as a, as a reserve. That now the team that's playing the Manly Seagulls train completely different to what they would train if Tommy's not even named in the squad because they have to train under the impression that Tommy might be playing. And if Tommy's playing, it's a very different style of footy than if, say, Ruben is or, or whatever. And so to get that upper hand, it, does, it helps clubs a little yeah. bit. But I understand where fans are coming from. Like, I wish there was... It would be interesting if the NRL could come in and say, 
all clubs, you must report accurately your injuries because then it takes the advantage away from any club and there's fair no one... For all. Exactly. It's, yeah. a, it's fair for all. No one gets disadvantaged and the, and the fans also get to get a fair insight into, you know, what's happening. But, yeah, it's an interesting topic. Look, mm. to be fair, every, every sport eventually will just be like America because they're so fucking good at what they do and every, everything always trends in the direction, at least in Western countries, towards, towards America. They just sort of, you're, you always feel in the NRL that, you know, if they made that rule, everyone has to be honest. I'm sure every coach would be sitting there going, I know he's not going to be honest. I know he's <laughs> yeah. not going to be honest. Like, a perfect utopian world where yeah. everything, everything goes to plan. Well, and what they order. could, I mean, what they could do is report directly, the physio reports directly to the NRL and basically put it, the onus on the physios. If you, ha- you have a duty to of duty of care or some shit, whatever the fucking duty is, to make sure it's accurate. And if you're not, we have the right to remove you or whatever. I, I, but yeah. it's still good. Oh, I, I can just see the boardroom, them announcing this to the coaches and Wayne just giggling. Yeah. Going, oh, I know, Quite I know. Hard. But you, we, we can't... We can't just throw our hands up with yeah. everything like that. We have to at least try to make yeah. it even. Otherwise, it'd just be a fucking wild west. Stuff though, because like, and like, you know, from playing, like, you see it all the time. If you know, like the, the like if a Mitch Moses comes into the game with a right shoulder injury, right. who's going to get a heap of traffic at their right shoulder? Well, I came back three weeks after I broke six rings in my lung collapse. So I'm an idiot. Like this again, competitive nature. Mm. Just like wanting to get back out there. I want to fucking get out and play. I was running the ball and they were literally yelling, hit his ribs, hit his ribs. And I tell you what, they did hit my ribs. I got an inside ball off Lockyer and one of the massive Newcastle forwards, boom, straight in the ribs. I was off again, out for another few weeks. Um, anyway, uh, Manly Seagulls, yeah. Look, I, honestly, I think you could put this all down to, unfortunately, it was just one of those weeks where the Ford pack didn't rock up. They just didn't seem energetic. Maybe they had a heavy load in, in fitness, I'm not sure. Maybe the game where they, they lost a player is finally caught up to them. Because we'll speak about the Sharks thing. Do you remember when I said last week I'm a bit concerned that they'll be able to back it up, mm. the Sharks, because they had such a big – and that you have to pay the debt. The debt has to be paid. You don't just get to have those performances and, like, no, you know, no consequence. Like, eventually it's going to happen. And so maybe Manly are just – eventually paying for that pretty incredible performance they put up against the Rabbitohs because they looked a bit tired. I don't think it's um, cause for concern at the moment. Just one game. I think it's a mixture of the, the Manly not turning up plus the Broncos being a lot better than people thought they were going to be. They play Parramatta um, this week, Manly Seagulls. If they lose that, yeah, there's a world where they could fall to 11th and 12th yeah, depending on how the results go. It just, it's, you know what it is? It's that start, man. If you have that bad start, it puts you in a real tough position because there's, there's no way anyone here believes the current Manly side should be sitting 11th or 12th. Yeah. But they very even the best Manly side can get beaten by the Eels. But it's like like Cam Smith always said at the Storm, we like to start well because if you can bank those points, it just sets you up for the rest of the season. Well, that's the thing. If they're 11th and 12th going to Origin where Chez, Turbo and Gerbo go away for six weeks, yep. life gets very difficult all of a sudden. Very difficult. All of a sudden, if they, if they drop a fair few games in the Origin period, they're chasing the eight, not the four. They're chasing the eight. And the problem is, is there's two teams, Sharks and Broncos, that have made the eight even harder to make because they're playing well this year. They play Parramatta this week. They play the Mel- Melbourne at Amy Park the week after. And then they play the Warriors, who will not lose a single player for State of Origin. That's a rough fucking... Oof. That's a tough gig. Yeah, it's that a tough gig. Um, and don't forget, guys, we will be doing Bloke Live, Origin 1 at the Locker Room Hotel. Bloke Live, Origin 1 at the Locker Room Hotel. Also, we're in every single <laughs> Celebrations, Bottolo, 
IGA Liquor Plus and Porter's Liquor in New South Wales and ACT currently at a discounted price. So head into your local uh, to grab a case of bloke in a bar. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.